Welcome to a brand new episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. It's the podcast that takes a look behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry through interviews with some of your favorites in the business. Joining me for this episode was Steve Lawson from In Between Media. He's also a Patriots creator for High Point Sports and Personal Corner. Steve and I chatted about finding fantasy football for the first time, his college experience, possibly marrying art thieves, coming out on social media, writing about all different kinds of topics, not just fantasy football, and a lot more. Make sure to follow Steve on Twitter, or X, at Steve underscore Lawson 93. You can follow me on Twitter at DKCKSum, as well as the podcast at Get Real underscore pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. And now, here's my conversation with Steve Lawson on Get Real with Casey Kasem. <laughs> me too, me too, me too. I'm excited. Um, so, yeah, excited. Uh, there's that word again, but I am. So, Steve, how are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, long day at work today, but, you know, nothing I can't handle. Uh, it's another day in the life. I honestly am so excited to be here, though, because it feels like I'm meeting a celebrity. I've been a fan of yours for so long. Uh, so like, like I, I, it does. And, like, I don't like, well, I, I appreciate know. that. Well, I'm glad I get to sit down and talk with you, especially cause we were talking before the show about how don't really know you. Like I know some of the guests that I've had on, so I'm excited to kind of get to know you and hopefully learn, you know, learn more about you and just, you know, watch you continue to grow because that's what this show is all about is helping people grow. And, you know, we're going to start off because the audience is the most important part of this whole entire journey. If it wasn't for all of y'all, uh, this podcast would be probably three episodes long and then I would have never done it again. But the fact that people listen and, ah, okay, so I just appreciate that. So we have Steve with us and first and foremost, this world of fantasy football is so amazing, but also the world of football is as well. Yeah. When you were growing up, did you watch sports or what was your relationship kind of like with sports? So uh, growing up, I was, I played sports growing up um, a lot. Uh, I did it. uh, It just kind of was a thing that my family was really big into was sports. I didn't love the NFL growing up though. Uh, I didn't fall into like the fantasy football world until I was in college at Florida state. Um, And I did it because my friends did it. And so um, it's like <laughs> jokingly say to people, I'm like, you know, when you like your friends off you heroin and you don't really expect <laughs> to be a heroin addict, but like then you do, right? Like it, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Cause like now I'm like a junkie for fantasy football and all my friends are like, Steve, like, totally like right. I came home, you know, I came <laughs> home and there's like the circle of chairs and they're like, we need to have a talk. You made 30 trades last year. Like you need to chill out. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't understand. Somebody's going to get on that train someday and come up with some sort of fantasy football like intervention like that where you do walk in and your your wife's like, look, or your you know, your boyfriend's <laughs> like, look. Yeah, I exist in fantasy I'm football. Dangerously close. And like <laughs> I thought I was the nutcase, right? So I'm like, I was in 30 something leagues a few yeah. years ago. And I've heard people be like, "Oh yeah, I'm in like 100." And I don't care if they're all best ball. The yeah. fact that you sat down and did 100 drafts like like I'll sponsor you, man. Like we'll get you. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't know if I have enough time in the day for all of that. And I feel good now that I know exactly like how many 
I'm in. I'm not like, well, yeah. it's between 40 and 50. I don't really know. <laughs> right. And my dad used to say to me, he's like, aren't you kind of rooting against yourself being in that many leagues? Like you must have every player. So no matter what happens, you're kind of mad. And I'm like, I really only care about one league. I only care about my league with my friends right. that I did in college that still goes. Uh, they actually flew up here to Boston this year for the first time ever for our draft. We usually fly into Florida. We all get together and do that. And we got to come up to Boston. I had them all come up um housed them all and like it was such a fun time and it's such a cool thing to be able to do with my friends i just turned 30 this year uh as most of us have uh my friends and like <laughs> and most of we, us have yeah, yeah not most of us in the world i feel like 30 is not the most common age <laughs> on earth but like maybe it is who knows and i like to be able to say like you're still like best friends with your best friends like my best friend from high school is my best friend and then all my college friends are still my closest friends and i think that's really special to like still have that relationship together uh all these years later it's just amazing to me i mean that is amazing i love to see the relationships that continue to grow with the fantasy football league and just being in a league with people forever i i'm in one that i've been in a league with these people that i've known since elementary school but we started up a league it's just it is so much fun to see and you brought up the experience of going to college and and being able to start really focusing on football and fantasy football yeah. then how did you actually stumble into fantasy football anyway so to playing it i i had done a couple leagues when i was in high school um but honestly sports like you asked like how what was my relationship like with sports? for me like sports was a good way to cover up uh and stay in the closet honestly that was like a really safe space for me to be able to be like nope look like not typically you know any sort of stereotype or anything like that, which I look back on now and I'm like, oh my God, that's so stupid, right? <laughs> but you're a kid and you're doing what you have to do to like get by. Right. And so fantasy football started taking off at that time. And I was like, all right, that feels like the logical next step. I got invited to a fantasy football league. I should just do it. Um, and it turns out that I'm like, this is the best game on earth. Like it's so much fun. And so I started to tweet about it a little bit. And then was like, I was an English major in college. I love to write. So I started writing articles. Um, I had applied to a site. I got on, I started writing articles. One kind of hit. And then I kind of caught the bug for like talking football. And that's been it ever since. And so I've kind of developed this like alter, like other side of me that like my friends and family don't interact with that much on social media that I get to do things like this. And I tell them about it and they're like, when is this happening? Cause like, when are you sleeping? And I'm like, I just don't. Um, and I love it. It's so exciting to meet so many wonderful people in this space. And this space has its ups and downs, as you know, as most people who kind of navigate through it know. Um, and right now I would say I'm on a really good up and things mm -hmm. have been going really well. And, um, and it comes after a hard down, but like, it's, it's all good, you know, like, yeah. I mean, as you go with Twitter or X or whatever they're wanting us to call it, uh, I keep calling it Twitter, but then I'm hearing Me people too. slowly change to X and I'm like, when am I going to conform and do it and just do it? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, but I wonder the same thing. The internet is a uh, good place because of all the people that I've met from the community as well. And it's a horrible place if you know, for finding trolls because they're all out there. Right. And so you've got to learn how to like curate your feed and 
figure out who oh, to mute and what to yeah. block and what words to mute and all this other stuff. And it seems like a whole lot of work, but once you finally get to the point where it's nice and curated correctly, then you're like, okay, cool. I missed out. Like somebody was talking to me yesterday about some, I don't know, something I had never, I didn't hear about. It was some sort of drama. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't hear about that. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't need spell that it though. Like, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to give me the deets, that's totally fine. Uh, I, I don't, get on get real and and sped you know spill the beans but no i don't do that either but <laughs> yeah, I, I, so yeah. i always say this right everyone's always like i hate drama and like yeah. i think that's always a lie i love drama let me tell you right now i love drama i don't like being a part of drama yeah but i like i like tea, it if it's not me <laughs> right if you have tea to spill sit down yeah, pour, pour a cup i'll, I'll <laughs> gladly share a biscuit or two with you and just listen love it <laughs> love it i'm so bad about it well, <laughs> no, I get it. it. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's something. How about that? It's all, all, but it's all, it's fun because we've got these, yeah. the community as a whole, most people have been nothing but awesome. So how did you, well, we'll actually go back because I wanted to find out why you actually decided to major in what you decided to major in. And if that has been a good decision for you, where you're currently at. Um, no. So, uh, short answer is no. Uh, so I decided to become an English major. I was going to be a teacher. Uh, and then life happened. I kind of got really sick in college and I shifted to becoming a nurse. Uh, and that's what I do now. Um, and I actually am starting up in the emergency room. Uh, I'm at orientation this week for that, but I've done psychiatric community care dealing with, um, homeless and, uh, mentally ill patients. Um, for the last four years now doing that. Um, I was an EMT before that, I worked in groups, group homes before that. And so psych has really been, um, and mental health has been a huge part of my life for the last decade or so. That, you know, mental health thing that everybody wants to be taboo about, but now it's really cool to see people opening up more, especially after like COVID hit and, it, it, I think that really, you know, that really yeah, it, to us. <laughs> it, it did. It put everyone in their fields like real hard. Uh, and I think that's good. I think we all needed to be in our fields a little bit because it was so taboo. You didn't talk about it. Like you never talked about your mental health or how you were doing like it. And you should, right? Like there's no reason not to. Like if I had a broken arm, I wouldn't hide the fact that my arm was broken, right? Like I, you right. used it as like a status thing, right? Like sign my cast. <laughs> sign um, my cast, I never did that, so I didn't like, get I, I, Like I never got to like have the broken arm and I was always like, oh, you know, like that happens. But mental health should be treated just like any other medical ailment. And I'm see we're seeing more and more. And I'm like, you'll never hear me bashing like Gen Z or Gen Alpha or anything like that either because <laughs> I think what they're doing is just absolutely like, like the fucking balls, dude. Like, I think they're so cool. Like they're so open about that. They're very like, Hey, like <laughs> yeah. that's, this is the real world. Like we got to talk about this stuff. And I think that's just awesome. So I've always been a advocate for that. And I will always advocate for mental health and respecting people's, you know, journey and struggles. Indeed, I feel like there's a big portion of the fantasy football community, at least on Twitter, that I've seen open up and share more and more. Huge. Um, and yeah. to support each other and have chats or like say that they called somebody and they helped them like 
get their yeah. composure back. It's like so cool to see. It, it is really, really cool to see. And it's really amazing that this can, how this community can rally. Um, and you see it over and over and over again. Um, and we're protective of our own to a certain degree too. Like mm-hmm. once you're kind of like beloved by the community, like we like will like protect you to no end. So you can't like come out and come after them because we're like, hey, we outnumber you um, and we will come and defend our people, right? And it's so cool that like all these people are willing to be so transparent, so vulnerable yeah. to a degree. You know what I mean? Like that's just no, I totally unusual. It is. And it's like, I don't know if it's because people feel like I'm on the internet, so maybe I can be, you know, I can be more open because until the fantasy football expo was a thing, like I really had, I'd met like a handful of people that I had talked to on Twitter. So there's that. But I mean, also like when we were growing up and like you had said, you were into sports because it kind of helped you stay in the closet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I get that. And like, I don't know, I feel like it's weird to see how younger people are nowadays when it comes to things that we were, you know what I mean? It's just like a different world. When you look at it, it's just like completely different. And I know it's been like that for generation and generation, but it's just, I never thought I'd get to this point where I felt old and I'm like, wow. (laughs) Well, I don't think you're old. I certainly, I certainly don't feel old. And so that's, you know, that's been a plus. So all my friends panicked (laughs) about turning 30. Um, I was not on the train of panicking about 30. It's really, uh, age has always just been a number to me. I'm all about like, I've always been all about having fun. Like if I'm not having fun, I'm probably not going to do whatever it is. Like even work. Uh, I usually don't pick jobs that I don't like, um, to some degree. Uh, and my parents make fun of me for it all the time. Like that, like this youthful exuberance that I have, like, this is not a show, like every podcast you've like, I've ever been on, you can go on and I have the exact same energy on all of them because I'm just a ball of energy. Like I'm very excitable. And like, I think that's just who I am. And I just own that. I I can't hide it because like, I'll literally just start vibrating. So like, I have to like let it out or else I'll get like sick. (laughs) Yeah. I get that nervous energy. So I'm always like pacing and like doing all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know, like, where you guys get your energy from, <laughs> but but more power to you. Also, your body starts feeling it when you get a certain age. So maybe it didn't hit thirty, but just maybe. Just I hope not. I hope it doesn't. Like I, I really would like it to hold off as long as possible. Um, but, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm 39, and I'm going to turn 40 next month, or in February, not next month. Wow, I'm aging myself here. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm turning. <laughs> turning 40 but I went to the doctor two days ago and they were like well you're turning 40 uh soon so you need to book all these appointments and I'm like really I'm there I'm there now are we really serious about this yeah there's there's a comedian who does a whole skit about like turning 40 like in the difference like the doctor's appointments like it's the one where they're like you you should close the door now like we're gonna get we're gonna get after it in here (laughs) she probably saw me being like face drop like am i really 39 i thought i was 38 i'm pretty yeah, sure yeah it's hey it's it's unsettling to turn a new decade i will admit that like being like oh yeah i'm 30 like i'm in my 30s that doesn't it, it takes a little bit of time to 
yeah to kind of sink in you know like yeah. it, it definitely does and like people ask me like how old are you and i'm like oh i'm talking mm, mm. nope i'm 30. Mm -hmm. and i'm like mm. Mm. I, don't feel <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, the energy thing I do, I, I've been talking to so many people on here that just come on and they're like, ah, and I was like, man, I wish I had that energy for life, you know? And I'm sure if I slept more, like maybe I'd have that energy because I know that when I like Monday, I was like, oh yeah, I could totally podcast right now. It's so, oh, yeah. you know, cause I slept well and everything. Yeah. So you, you get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny. Um, it just is like how I've always been, I guess. And it, like, it's funny people are like, Oh, when, like people do ask like, when do you sleep? Cause I always am like listing the things I like to do. And I'm like, I just don't, um, mm -hmm. I'll sleep for like four hours a night, like four to six. And that's not like the grind set thing either. That's like a genetic thing. My mom doesn't sleep <laughs> either. It's just me and her don't sleep. We don't need it. Um, and that's like, cause I hate when I hear people like, Oh, you sleep a full eight hours. Like you're not after the grind. I'm like, like that's gross. <laughs> there was a point in time when that was cool. Uh, every little trend comes and goes. I remember oh grind. Yeah. <laughs> and die. you know, and for a while it felt like that way though. I will say that for a while it felt like the only way to like succeed is to just work, 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 but then you burn out and it's bad on your health. It's horrible on your health. And yeah, you have to find a nice balance and and if you have the time to work 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 cool but find some time for yourself too you know like <laughs> right and find the things that like even when you're work work working like if you're gonna put that much time and effort into something like you better be passionate about it like don't just grind for the sake of like something yeah, you don't care about that's kind of how i felt when i was like putting out like fantasy football content not that i didn't like doing it but i felt like okay i need to just put out stuff and and not that i I think I would have had a different mindset maybe if I like wasn't trying to grind, 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 because I'm sure my articles were just fine. But in my head, I was like, I've got to get out as much stuff as possible. I need to do this. I need to do that. And you really, depending yeah. on where you are, you really don't have to do that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just am someone who I do like having a lot of projects and I love like all the projects I'm doing. Um, like, I, I mean, I have to have a job because I have to pay rent. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't sit here and lie to you and say like I love nursing more than anything else in the world. Like I don't. Um, I wouldn't do it for free. Uh, <laughs> hot take: I didn't feel like a hero during COVID. Uh, I didn't particularly love being called a hero during COVID because I wouldn't do it for free. So, um, <laughs> like I'm like, trust me. Like I would I'm, totally save your life if you're paying me. <laughs> right. Like that was the thing. Like people were like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing this. And I'm like, well you know, the check clears at the end of the week. So that's nice. Um, it's like a real incentive to keep doing this. But like, obviously, it's nice to be able to help people, especially when they're kind of going through it. And, right. you know, being in the ER, like, that's really where, you know, you're almost never going through it worse than when you're in the emergency room. So right. uh, it's, you know, it's just kind of my thing. I bet that was, I mean, I, I go, it doesn't feel like it was, you know, 2019 was as far away from where we are now as I know. it is but I, and just thinking back yeah like I work an office job so we got to work from home and like you didn't get to experience that <laughs> at I all. did not it was I a completely get... different experience for you but it, not the way that like we had where we were like chilling at the house yeah and in a way I'm honestly like grateful that my job yeah. didn't make me do that because um, yeah. a lot of people just felt so lonely yeah I totally and... did 
like it was so hard for people and I felt so bad, but like I, a lot of my life didn't change because of work. Mm-hmm. And so I was still going out in the community. Now I got COVID five times. So that's, that's a downside. <laughs> hey. uh, and one of them, I was really like, Oh, I'm in, I'm in, like I'm in danger. Uh, like, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Not good. Not good. <laughs> like I was like, uh Oh, uh, but like, yeah, I was going out and I was seeing my people and making sure they were good. And honestly, it helped them too, because they weren't, isolated from the world like at least someone was coming to see them every day right now I was masked up and the whole shebang but right you know at the end of the day like at least I got to like leave my house yeah that was the worst part I thought I would enjoy not leaving the house you know I enjoy not leaving the house when I don't want to leave the house yeah that's true but see, being told that's I can't, what it is yeah that's what it like, is the second I'm told I can't, like you ever like want to do the dishes or something like when you were a kid, not like you wanted to, but you were going to do some chore. Yeah. And then your parents are like, do that chore. Even like, like you were just about to do it and all motivation for doing it just dies. Like I, that's my life. Like if you tell I'm me to do something, yeah. like I don't want to do it. Like I'm like, oh, I'm like that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's probably like a toxic trait, but like, it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to go do the dishes. Someone's like, you should do the dishes. I'm like, well, guess what I'm not doing now. Yeah. I know. My, okay. My, yeah. My wife, <laughs> she'll say like, go do the lawn. I'm like, or why haven't you done the laundry? Not like demanding, demanding, but like, why haven't you done the laundry? You were going to do the laundry. I'm like, dude, I was just about to go like, do yeah, the laundry. Like, yeah, you just killed all my motivation. <sighs> you harshed now my I don't vibe. want to. Right. Uh, now I'm thinking about all the like bad things. Because it feels like a chore. Oh, yeah. And I don't want it to feel like a chore. No, right. no, no. Chores shouldn't feel like chores, but hey, here right. we are. Here we are. So, Okay. Content creating is a big part of this podcast, putting out content, the yeah. ways to do it, and people's experiences are all different. They're all over the place, which is cool. That's why I did this podcast. Not everybody does the same thing and it works, you know, like you have to figure out what works for you. But before we talk about what works for you, how did you come about the fantasy football content creation side of everything? Yeah, that was... um like I said, I was an English major. I love writing. I just, there's something about sitting down and writing for me that's so therapeutic. And so I was like, I wonder if I could write about fantasy football. And I applied to a couple sites and one said yes. And I just started and I was like, I wonder if I'm going to like it. And I had no idea. I had never done it. I've never done anything like that. And it was so amazing to be able to put my own spin on these things and have it out there and be read by people and know that like my opinion on this matter mattered to some degree. It was on a website for the world to see always there um, and forever preserved on our wonderful internet. And, you know, and good takes are bad, which, you know, I've had plenty of bad ones in my life, yeah, me but too, me too. Like, That's cool. you know, rest in peace, Antonio Gibson, but like, um who i love by the way i still am like yeah people are still trying to tell me i need to go trade for him and a rebuild league that i'm in but whatever yeah i just i love him so much and i'm just so mad at ron rivera but that's how it came to me is i was just like i love writing i love fantasy football is there a way to combine my two loves um because i don't know it was like just felt like the logical next step for what i wanted to do and I wanted to get into this space and I have, and it's been an amazing journey uh, so far. 
So when you first started putting out content, how did you figure out how to get more eyes on your content? And what have you found is helpful for you in getting more of an audience? Honestly, uh, it's so fun being real. Like that has honestly been the number one thing is being transparent uh, for me was the number one thing that grew my audience and got eyes on my content is I was trying so hard to be palatable, cookie cutter, um, not ruffle feathers, not make waves, not really do anything that's going to make me too noticeable, right? And Mm -hmm. eventually I was like, you know what? Um, And my little ascension in this realm really came from one tweet uh, and it kind of snowballed this whole thing. And it had nothing to do with fantasy football, which is kind of ironic Um, or very little to do with it. And it was just being myself and being open and honest and unapologetic uh, in who I was and how I lived my life. And I sent a uh, I sent a tweet out and it's still pinned to my profile and it just said like I lost followers because I posted a pic I, I had posted a picture I had just got into like a a couple like a thousand followers or something posted a picture of my now ex boyfriend and I together and lost a ton of followers like instantly like and it was a significant number for what I had and I was like wow that's so disappointing and. So I posted that and I kind of, the wrap up was I lost him. And if you don't like me or want to follow me because I'm gay and I have my boyfriend and I want to like every once in a while, acknowledge the fact that this person I love exists. Right. Like get fucked. I don't know what to tell you. Right. And it picked up steam. (laughs) A lot of eyes got, a lot of eyes got on it. A lot of people picked it up uh, and people started following me because they were like, you know what? Like that's refreshing that you kind of came out and were like, you know what? I'm not apologizing as a matter of fact. Like, I'm going to come out and insult you more. And uh, that's kind of how this whole thing started. And I was like, you know what? People want me to be me. Right. right. And we want our we want the people we follow on here to be authentic. You know, I don't watch movies and hope that the actors are all, you know, fake when they're in interviews and stuff like that. Like, I love movies. Mm-hmm. And I love to know that these people are people. Um, and coming on, you know, being on different podcasts and meeting different people in the industry, you hope they're like how they seem online like I hope that they're not pulling the wool over my eyes that much you know I want them to be real people um and we are flawed and we're going to be wrong and we're going to be you know gay right not that there's anything wrong with that but we are like that's the thing like I you know it is what it is and I'm not going to apologize for that I'll own my wrong takes sorry I made them in hindsight but at the time I you know the process was correct um and yeah that's kind of how it all came to be is that I And I found a lot of like life lessons in that is just be yourself and own who you are Mm -hmm. because that's what will make you stand out. Like no one else can tell your story. You have a very unique story and only you can tell it. So that's kind of how I approach most of my life now. I know for me, it's a lot easier now to open up and kind of just tell people like what's going on in my life and you know, all the stuff, the ups and the downs, you know, to be able to like go out there and actually be a person, which is really cool when you go to like the expo and people are like, thank you for talking about mental health or thank you for, you know, talking about this artist, you know, music or whatever, you know, just right. like I, I saw that. And it's like really cool because there was always a 
when I first started in the space, there was always a like stick to football kind of motto yeah. that was out there where people just didn't want to hear it. But now, I mean, honestly, you want to get to know these people. You want to get to know the people in the space and you being able to share things that you've gone through and put that kind of content out. What made you feel like I'm going to put that personal touch on this and continue to do that and not kind of, I know like it could be easy to conform, like go back to trying to be that cookie cutter, but how do you continue to motivate yourself to just, you know, go out there and do that. And for people who are kind of shy, who don't, maybe they don't, they don't, they just want to start off small and they just want to share a little bit of themselves. What, how do you suggest they kind of open up to their audience? So what works for me won't work for everybody. And I don't expect everybody to like, it's all about how comfortable you are opening to your audience. And basically what I, what makes me continue to do what I do is that I know I, while it's a small platform, it is a platform nonetheless. And even if, you know, if someone follows me and like looks up to what I'm doing and, and enjoys what I'm doing, I owe it to them to some degree to like acknowledge who I am because when I was a kid and watching or following or whatever there weren't openly gay people for me to look up to all that often there weren't people in media that wanted to talk about this stuff it was taboo it was used as a joke like it was a, it was a very you know will and grace was really the pinnacle of like any sort of lgbt tv and then family guy south park and you know all that stuff got a hold in the simpsons and we were a joke and it didn't create a healthy dialogue I don't think and so I wanted to I just want to be authentic so people know right. that you can do that and it's okay be you like be you and it's going to be great um at least most of the time right it's gonna people are gonna come at you and if you're a terrible human being maybe be somebody else but if you're like a good person just be a good person and show us who you are because that's who we're gonna root for like we're gonna root for you that way and totally agree with you on that. Like, I know with my story, it's been crazy because, like, I've been on Twitter forever. So everybody's gotten to see, you know, me go from having a boyfriend for this long and then go from here to there. And now here right. here I am here. And it's like, um, but I'm sharing that with people. And like you were saying earlier, like, you can either follow me because, you know, like, you like who I am as a person. If you don't like something about me, you don't have to follow me. It's it's your choice. It's all of our choices, who we right. follow. So, but you don't need to tell me about it. You know, that's one of the right. things. Right. And that's, that's the thing. They <laughs> love to, boy, do they love to tell you, right? Like, yes, they, they do. do. <laughs> oh, man. Like, on the way out the door, they have to make that point known. And I'm like, okay. Like, what do you want me to do about it? Like, <laughs> that's why I'm just like, sure, mute. And then yeah. you can just argue with yourself. I don't care. Right. I like, don't care. If you're going to unfollow me for who I kind of am, like, what do you want me to do about that? Like, yeah. apologize? No, that's not happening. So, <laughs> it, it does make me laugh a little bit and it um but i think if if people want to open up i would say tr trust yourself to do it uh be secure in who you are because people will poke and they they are going to but own and don't waver on who you are don't like sell your morals out don't sell yourself out to try to be something you're not like if you want to be authentic be authentic but don't let anyone like dull your shine or whatever like don't let them harsh right. your vibe don't let them drag you down it's twitter and or x and there's plenty of people who are faceless nameless strings of letters and numbers 
that will do anything they can to be an a-hole. And uh, like, what do you what do you care what they think? Like, they're hiding behind their their keyboard. <laughs> like, keyboard warriors don't mean shit. Like, I don't know. It's like it's just how I feel about it. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. You put out lifestyle content. You put out all kinds of different content. I mean, I saw a list and you give, you know, like about vocalist and you've yeah. got, you've got a lot of, of really creative content and a lot of really different content. And I know you work with different in, you know, people in the industry, different sites in the industry that really were founded on being creative and letting you express yourself. So yeah. how did you find a, you know, a home for that kind of uh, content? How did you go from just writing fantasy content to actually writing like about multiple things. Yeah. I got to give some love to uh, Seth over at IBT for that in between media. Like he, when I kind of was like on the down and like not really belonging anywhere, I was kind of a free agent for a while. He brought me in and was like, Hey man, I just think you're going to bring like a good energy. Like you seem like you have it. And you like joining the team over at IBT has been amazing. Um, they're so cool. And I know you had a couple of them on. Uh, I listened to their pot, like their episodes, uh, like Hoove and uh, Ariel. Uh, I was going to call her trash sandwiches. And I'm like, the, like, I was going to call her Same trash. Thing. Like, I'm like, don't call people. Tra-. I'm like, don't she call me will trash. respond. <laughs> I know she does. And that's the funny thing. Like, 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 oh yeah, I was talking to trash. And I'm like, I just can't believe that that's how we refer to somebody. That's how I, yeah. Like dynasty outhouse. I'm like, you know, my boy, Russ outhouse, you know, outhouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, calling somebody so, in outhouse. It's like. so funny. Like, and that's just kind of how we get there. Um, and you know, the, the team over there is so amazing and they were so welcoming. And so I got to, Seth wanted someone to do their entertainment um, and handle a lot of the socials. And so um, I started doing that. And I, I'm a movie junkie. I'm a movie junkie. I love TV shows. I love music. Um, and I was like, yeah, you want me to write about entertainment? Like, let me tell you, I can write a lot. I can write even more about that than I can fantasy football. Like I will talk all day about movies and TV shows. Um, I'm almost single-handedly keeping the AMC near me in business because I go to the movies so much. Like, <laughs> like I'm there. I'm so hyped. Like, I was there at the Marvels, like, the day it opened, right, with my popcorn and my root beer. And, like, <laughs> I only, like, I I try to eat healthy now. But when I go to the movies, I just become feral. I don't know what happens to me. I, like, need all the junk food. And it, like, makes me take a mortgage out um, to pay for it. But nonetheless, I do it. And I'm there with my popcorn and my root beer and my cookie dough bites. And I just like am having the best time of my life. <laughs> and then I come home and I'm like, God, that movie was so good. I need to unwind with like a TV show. And like, it just kind of like spirals into this thing. And then anytime I'm writing, I need music. I can't, people who can write without music or drive without music are either super powered or psychotic. I don't know which yet. I haven't figured it out. Um, and my, my friend makes fun of me a lot cause I'll listen to the same song. So this is going to make me sound like a psychopath. I listen to the same song over and over and over and over and over again. When I'm writing, if I find the right, like flow with it, I'll throw yeah. it on repeat. And I've listened to songs like for five hours straight as I'm working, like just the same song. And I'm doing that right now. Like right now, the same song has been on my rotation. I'm not even kidding since last night. Wow. It's uh, so bad. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that, but 
It um, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Are you on Spotify or are you? I'm on Spotify. Uh, oh, that wrapped till you like you listen to like a million. Oh my god! Hours. <laughs> so so wrapped wrapped um loves to just bury me um every year. Uh, I'm always in the top 0.01% of whatever fixation I'm on. Number one will always be Shinedown. I'm always in the top 0.01% of Shinedown fans. I love Shinedown. I've seen them 11 times in concert. Anytime they come around, I'm there. I'm going. I went twice in one week this year. I was so hyped. Um, But, like, because I do this, like, I'll be in the top, like, 5% of fans for, like, all these weird artists and like this one that I'm on right now, like Black Veil Brides. I don't really listen to Black Veil Brides all that much, but I'm going to listen to Andy Black. Like it's called um, We Don't Have to Dance. I think this song's an absolute bop. The problem is, is I probably put t- like 15 hours of it on so far. So like Spotify's like, you love all of his music. Here yeah, it is. And like, it. I'm like, no, you're ruining my algorithm. Um, <laughs> but it was like that with Hamilton. The Hamilton soundtrack was. I did that. that I did that at work bad. before I had even like, seen hamilton i was so like, bad <laughs> so i like held out on hamilton i was like i don't understand i don't get it like and then disney plus dropped it and i like saw like some of the previews and i was like i'm gonna watch that because i love musical theater i don't know why i was like anti-hamilton <laughs> um i think it got too popular i think sometimes like if things get yeah. way too popular i'm like i don't want to watch it like yeah, they get like, kind of corny when they get too popular yeah like, like game it's of cool thrones light, turned you know, into the, that yeah, um and i held out for a long time i should have held out longer because it turned terrible but Hamilton soundtrack was like that. Um, but I, when I'm like, when I'm into something, I'm like into it. So uh, that that hyperfixation can happen, and that's just having ADHD, and that's what we do. So you brought up Marvel because it's funny people bring that up all the time on the show, and I'm always like, haven't seen any Marvel movies. I'm like, you've the seen only none. Famous- Zero, zero percent. On How? Like you think it was by know. accident you would have stumbled into you one. You would think, right? I don't know. Like I don't, I'm, I guess I'm just really good at avoiding. <laughs> I guess so. Avoiding like, things. I don't know how, how it hasn't happened. My wife isn't into Marvel. So maybe being around, you know, the creature of I like, I watch this. We kind of have to pick what we both want to watch and yeah, whatever. She's never said, let's watch Marvel movies. So I haven't, <laughs> I haven't yeah, even, I, it, I, I I love it and I've loved it since like day one. I'm like, and I didn't even I don't I'm not even a comic book guy. Like I'm such a fake Marvel fan. Like people were like, oh I know the comic books and I know where they're going with it. And I'm like, ah, just put the movies out and I'm there. You got me. I heard that new one that's out isn't doing so well at the box it's office. It's doing terribly at the box office and <laughs> it's driving yeah. me crazy. It, it drives me crazy that this movie is doing better. Um yeah. but you know, that's that's showbiz for you, I guess, uh, to some degree. Like, you gotta. The hate this movie gets is so. Like, I could go on this whole, like, soapbox rant about it, but I won't because it uh, just annoys me anyway. But <laughs> I thought it was great. If you're if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I don't know if I want to go see the Marvels. Yes, you do. You want to go see it. It's funny. It's action packed. It's so good. I'm like, like, Marvel, sponsor me or something. Like, because I'm here for it. Like, I will support. All of their, pro- I love it. I just am yeah. so into it. Um, I, I just, I, I thought this one was a step in such a big step in the right direction. I thought they've stumbled a little uh, with some of the movies lately. They haven't been as good. This one felt like a really strong movie, and it was funny. It was action packed, and it tugged on your heartstrings. And I'm like, what more do you want out of a movie? 
Okay. Well, then maybe that'll be one that I check out. I don't know. I, I, I feel like maybe I have seen. You know what? I saw Black Panther. All right, Black Panther was a good one to watch because it was very standalone. We were in Mexico, and <laughs> you know when you get when it's they close the pool down, it's like okay, well, what are we gonna do? So we watched Black Panther. So yeah, that was a good movie. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm like I am 100 sold on going to Marvel movies when uh. Avengers Infinity War came out. I was in Las Vegas for vacation with uh, my friends. And uh, me and my buddy were like, hey, we're going to go watch the new Avengers movie. And people were like, you're in Vegas. What do you mean? And I'm like, well, you know, what am I supposed to do? Like, it came out today. I, I Listen, I didn't schedule when Marvel was dropping this. <laughs> so, you know, I got to be there. Right. And I was there. I was there. I was crying. I cry during movies now. Like, that's a new thing for me. Oh, that's fun. Oh, it's awful. I hate it. I haven't been to the movies in so long. Oh, my God. I like him. So I used to never cry over anything. And then, like, I don't know what happened. I, like, met my ex, fell in love, and, like, got in touch with my emotions. And now I cry all the time. Um, And, like, movies and TV shows just make me, like, bawl my eyes out. And books do that, too. Um, Like, I'll be reading something, and I'll just start crying. And I'm like, this is so embarrassing. I'm so glad I live alone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know. How do you explain that to someone? Like a movie, at least they can see and hear what you're seeing and hearing and be like, I yeah. get it. If you're reading a book and you start crying, like you just look like a psychopath. Like, <laughs> But what if you're reading it and you start laughing about something? Is that okay? No, none of it's okay. <laughs> reading is a very dangerous public like activity. I, I do, my, like my wife will be reading and she'll laugh sometimes. And I'm like, what the hell are you laughing at? Like, you're not on your phone looking at memes. I don't know what you're doing. That's what I mean. And like, cause it's all in your head too. Like it's not <laughs> created anywhere. Like it's just words. And then you've created whatever image or tone in yeah. your head. Right. So you've told yourself the joke yeah. in the way you'd find the joke funny. It makes you exactly. sound insane. And so I when love you find reading. your jokes funny and nobody else does, but you're like, but the way. <laughs> oh my God. You know what's like so funny is like sometimes I tell jokes and I don't even mean for them to be jokes and people laugh. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, <laughs> cause I don't like, I don't know. I don't know if you ever run into this problem, but like, I don't try to be funny. It just kind of happens. Like, yeah, I get that. Like, you know, people who try to be funny, like there are people who try to be funny and then there are people who are funny. And like, I don't think I'm like the funniest human being on the planet or anything like that, but like, and everyone who's always like, I feel like a drum, like a snare and a cymbal should follow like, like, <laughs> like guy, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, with, and with joke telling too, I found it, I'll tell a joke and sometimes people will mishear what I say and think it's hilarious. Like, oh my God, I get oh, it. Like, half worse. the time the it is even funnier than whatever I say. Oh, it's the worst like, feeling in the world. You take credit you're like, oh. for it. Yeah, or you're, you're like, like that's you not even funny that way. Oh, it's so hurtful. Like, and it hurts, right? It hurts. Yeah, it does hurt. It's like, like oh, yeah. you didn't hear it right. And you thought that was funnier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's like, ah, no. Or when someone asks you to repeat a part of a joke. Like, oh, yeah. Don't do that. Then I have to remember how I was telling it. And, like, and, and it's not going to be funny the second time. Funny the, the second the... time I say it, I didn't deliver it the same right. way. Like, like, don't ask me to repeat myself. That's mean. Right. That is that is a little mean. Well, okay, you're very outgoing when it comes to like talking on podcasts. Like this feels really comfortable, and you have a good podcast. You know, persona, like oh, not just you. persona, but like the way that you 
present yourself and when you talk like I like the fact that you have that confidence behind your voice but has it always been like that or when you had to get behind the camera or in front of the camera and behind the microphone how was that for you so no uh it's never so <laughs> this let me tell you so always I'm better like this. it's all I I will tell you I've been comfortable in front of the camera I am not comfortable off camera um I am much more on like unsure in person um this feels to some degree safe right like I'm in my house on my computer uh in my little office thing and I can usually uh have some preparation time right for whatever I'm doing I know what I'm doing I'm coming on now this show there is no prep right like I kind of came in and you You have to know about your life I have to know about (laughs) myself which is daunting nonetheless yeah but thankfully you're very good at making people feel comfortable and like letting us like exist in this space and that's really cool but it really has been a practice skill for me to try to take this energy into the real world Mm -hmm. um, and be as confident and be as on because I tend to be really shy and people don't believe me when I say that um like if I like I haven't gone to the expo yet I plan on going this year because the IBT people are like you have to go yeah um and I meet people in person and some people who like have gotten to know me through different things are like you're so quiet and I'm like I'm just really nervous Right. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing or be annoying. Um, So it's just like so funny that on podcasts, I'm as comfortable as I can be. And then I'll see you face to face and I'm like, uh, uh, hi. (laughs) Like, that's the word. Yes. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, Nice to meet you in person. Like, it is kind of awkward at first. Uh, I mean, the reason I do my therapy online and not in person when I do video chat is because I feel more comfortable behind you know behind a microphone well I don't use my microphone I'm not over here I mean maybe I'd feel more comfortable with my like podcast setup but (laughs) I feel I feel more comfortable that way and I'm like if I was to see my therapist out in public like I would just like need her even more like can you go back to your office and get on your computer and talk yeah for real (laughs) yeah like um, I just saw gonna... my therapist in the, in the yeah. show and you were in Oh the... my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, like it... <laughs> it's so funny. I try to be like one rule I always have um, in my life in, in any podcast I'm on or when I'm talking to people is I'm very much an open book. There's nothing someone can ask me about that. I'm going to be like, don't ask me about that. That's not like, mm-hmm. as long as it's about me, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Um, and I read this thing and someone said, if you have social anxiety and you have struggle, you struggle with meeting people. Pretend you've known them for six months. And that's been an approach I've taken a lot. So I make like jokes and things like yeah. that to people I just met. And they like kind of are like taken aback because I haven't eased into the conversation. But I'm like, listen, if I ease into this conversation, we're just not going to speak very much. Like I'm going to just kind of nod politely a lot of the time. So let me just take a dive in and just. I'm like, just head first. Rip the band right? off. Yeah, yeah, you got to. Because. I get that. Yeah. But when people are like, oh, if you don't mind me asking, ask away. Because there's nothing that's that serious you're going to ask me about that's like, oh. Like, I don't have any skeletons in my closet. You know what I mean? I didn't kill anybody and I'm not on the run. So as far as I know. 
I mean, um, this would be the place to announce it, you know? Yeah, no, I actually, um, I stole the Mona Lisa. The one in the Louvre is a fake. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, side, total news. side note. Total side note. But I think uh, if I had to be a criminal, I would be an art thief. Um, oh, I, I like this. This is a great, that would be a great question to ask people coming forward. What they, they would, <laughs> yeah, let me add that to my list. Add it to your list. Like, <laughs> let me tell you, like, the things I think about all day long, like, it's like a circus. Um, because... Otherwise, I'll just drive myself crazy uh, at work and stuff. And yeah. you need to unwind. You just need to escape into funny things. Yeah. But being an art thief, like, I can't think of anything sexier on earth. On earth. Than being an art thief. Like, are you kidding me? They're like, what do you do for a living? And you're like, I steal art. Like, just, I rob museums. Like, for how, the thrill. How many people are you telling this to? <laughs> I, I got to tell you, if someone told me that and they were like, I don't know if you can be with me. I'm an art thief. I'd be like, I'll marry you today. There you go. Okay. Are you good at your? Are you good at being an art thief? Or I think I would be. You would be. I think I would be. That would definitely be a a question I'd ask before I married anyone. Is are you good at it? Yeah, that's a good question. Because like, if they get, I don't know how long you get locked away for though. Like that's the thing is, it's it's more of a victimless crime. Yeah, you get a slap on the wrist. In general, (laughs) like like they usually belong to other people, Mm -hmm. and like they just wind up in whatever museum they're at from like, especially old Renaissance paintings were like stolen. I'm like, I feel like I'm doing the world as a service here. Um, I feel like I could be a really good art thief, though. I just, I think I could do it. She could go into, like, you know, doctor's office bathrooms and steal their artwork and just start doing it all around town. Yeah, and that would be, like, a small-time art thief just to yeah, kind of get, start get it going. And then yeah, go I, you got, always got to start with little goals and then move up to your dreams. Yeah, no, I think, I think the Mona Lisa would definitely be a dream steal, though. Yeah, I think, and it's portable. It's I mean, not as big as people think it is. It's 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 literally like yay big. Like you know what I mean? It's probably. I think it's like feels like you've been thinking about this for a while. Uh, I know I, you said you <laughs> more you thought more thought has gone into this than I would care to than I care to admit. But I'm about to admit. I think about this often. This is my Roman Empire. Is how like good would I be as an art thief? Well, you might have to write a script or a book or something with your. I would love it. I would love <laughs> it. Like the problem is, is that it just would be me living out my fantasy. Yeah. in like book form and i don't think anyone wants to listen to me like drone on and on about how sexy art thieves are i'm pretty sure art thieves want to read something like that they want to be told they're sexy i guess so you know what i i guess i haven't been very sensitive to the just art have, thief community you, you just have to find your your little pocket of you know how they're everybody's always like even me included be original you just gotta find your little niche 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 you gotta find it and you gotta you know, if it's art thieves, then it's art thieves. Yeah, and I, I think that's worrisome that that's like the the demographic of men that I want to like marry, uh, <laughs> like like international art thieves. And I, mean, I think it's nice because you're not always together, which I think is nice and healthy. I don't always want to yeah. be around people. Yeah, I need my quiet time too. And I'm Definitely. sure, you know, I like when a man's passionate about their work to some degree. Um, and you said it's victimless it's victimless it's victimless no one's getting hurt he's making good money that's the best part of it like he's bringing home the bacon right our house is probably beautiful covered in all these mosaics and priceless art forms that he has stolen although he's probably selling them yeah probably selling them maybe you can hang them up for like two days just to have them but like I I just think I think people are being really short-sighted about not dating art thieves (laughs) <laughs> that is probably the best. Like if I gave episodes titles, it would have to have something like that involved in the title yeah. of this one, just because people would be like, huh? 
<laughs> right. Okay. Marion Art Thief. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you said that you haven't been to the expo. Have you ever gotten the opportunity to meet someone from the fantasy football community, or has it been not really something that you've had the opportunity? Person. No. Not in person yet. Well, um, how about like when you go on people's podcast? How do you prepare yourself for going on there? And then how do you kind of keep the conversation going with the host and, you know, feel comfortable? Um, I, I, I go on. So when I'm preparing for a podcast, I'll read through like the show sheet that they usually send me. And I try not, one thing I try not to do is actually over prepare. Um, I'd like to leave room for improvisation and these little side tangents that I seem to go on. Um, and sometimes like I'll say something and it'll click something else in my head and I'm kind of just on to the next topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the host will say something and it like clicks that and I kind of just roll with that. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I'm not someone who scripts out my stuff. Uh, a lot of people will write out what they want to say exactly like verbatim on the show sheet. And that's just not me. I, and I can't function that way um, because I'll sound super, super, super like stiff. Uh, and there's no way to write the level, like the manic level of like marrying an art thief that goes on in my head. You know what I mean? Like there's no way to put that on paper. Like this no. absolute like idiocy that like floods out of my mouth half the time, but it's, <laughs> it's all for fun. And that's what I remind right. myself every time is it's, it's supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be a good time. You want people to tune in and be like, oh, this is entertaining. Like if I sat here and I was like, here are the facts and figures that mean that Antonio Gibson is going to finish as a top 10 running back. And one of them isn't because I fucking believe it in my soul. Because have you seen that man and watched him this run a ball? Antonio Gibson, safe space. We love him here. We're I love Antonio Gibson so much. There are three players in the NFL I truly love. And it's Deontay Johnson, Antonio Gibson, and Chris Godwin. Um, my teams in fantasy football are frequently named Glory Be to Godwin. Um <laughs> Okay. Like, yeah. I love Antonio Gibson. I've been on the, I've been on the anti Ron Rivera train for years now. Like I've been like the conductor of that. I would like, like it's gotten to the point that I feel hostile toward Ron Rivera. Like, cause I'm like, why are you doing this to, to Antonio Gibson? Like, what did he do to you? Um, I really feel like he's robbing the fantasy community of like an elite running back. I mean, that's, I always have a, a thing for the Washington running backs. I'm always like Chris Thompson back in the back oh, I would say, in the that. day, yeah. but that was my, my dude. Right. But I'm a Cowboys fan. So I, it's it tough. feels weird until like, you know, Jameson Crowder, when he got traded, I was like, yeah, cause I don't have to, you know, but then right, you get back to and them. then you're like, ah, and then you're like, so, you know, it's like, yeah, um, it's tough. It's tough. How do so, you No, Go ahead. Uh, like, yeah, it's just, that's being a fancy football fan though. Right. It's just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you figure out, or how did you come to want those guys as your favorites? Like, how did you find those guys? How are they your favorite? I wish I knew. Like, it's honestly like, <laughs> I, I wish I knew why this happened. Honestly, Chris Godwin, all of them, because I drafted them right. the year they blew up. Yeah. Uh, and I got them for like a song and a dance. Like, I drafted Chris Godwin like the seventh round, the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. And he was the wide receiver two on the year with Jameis. And like, I was like, yeah, Chris Godwin. Like, and then you just wind up being a fan. Yeah. I've always had people like, who's your favorite NFL team? I'm, I don't have one. I root for my fantasy team um, exclusively because I didn't care enough about the NFL to like become a Patriots fan. Um, I root for players, not teams. 
So like when Brady yeah. went to the Bucks, I was like, I don't care. I'm a Bucks fan now, I guess. Like I will root for Tom Brady. <laughs> like I know that. Yeah, I know. I know what what's good. I'm gonna follow the good players, and I get that. And and having that attachment to a player because you drafted them and you got them for a steal, I I totally feel that. Or like I met a player one time, and I was just like, that'll do it too. You're Cortland uh, Sutton. I'm like, okay, I met him, and he was the nicest guy ever. And I was like. You're gonna be on all of my dynasty. All teams. your all your teams. Oh my god, right? you have to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh that that happens. Um, and then like I'm not even ashamed to admit this. I'm a huge Zach Wilson fan. Um, if you've looked at my Twitter at all, any of your listeners, you'll see it pop up periodically that I'm like team Zach Wilson. And I'm always like, that's my like I think in my profile it still says Zach Wilson's future husband. I'm not sure, but like. He's one that I'm like, he's just eye candy, right? Like, he's so good looking to me. I'm like, oh, my God, Zach Wilson. So, like, became a huge fan of his. I do think Robert Sala is doing him dirty, too. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of these guys are getting done dirty. It's like, man, I start liking a guy and I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, you're on a Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew wave for a while. You're like, yeah, that's what's up. You got Josh Dobbs out there right now, like doing some stuff that we didn't know was possible like okay dude, where did that come from by him. He is <laughs> but yeah i think i curse players a lot when i start to like them um oh, yeah. and it ha- it's happened it happened since my like childhood yeah i was in eighth grade i read sean alexander's autobiography mm-hmm. and i was like that's my guy uh brett Favre and sean alexander were my two favorite players and look how that turned out for them the next year in 2008 sean alexander like became bad because he was hurt and then Brett Favre turned out to be Brett Favre, which is just the worst. Um, and as a child, like being like a Brett Favre super fan, yeah, like I'm like, oh no, um, this hero, my hero, has fallen, and is now stealing from the poor, like yeah. some sort of weird anti Robin Hood. Um, He's stealing from me too because, like, before all of that, like I was selling jerseys, and I have a, I have a Brett Favre jersey that is, you know, from the '90s or whatever. And I was like, sweet. And then, like, I'm like, now what? Yeah, now what? Like, <laughs> and now I can't, well just, can't even give that away now. Uh, no one wants to be in a Brett Favre jersey. I might just set it down in the break room at work and see if anybody picks it up and takes it. But... Try to sell it to Brett Favre. Maybe he'll take Ooh. it. Ooh. Okay. I don't know if he has, like, the capability to, like. Or go message. to Mississippi. Just... Go to Mississippi and just, yeah. like, hold a sign up that says, like, 20 bucks to burn this jersey. Ooh, you look at you and all of these business ideas. I'm trying to find some side hustles. I'm there. Okay. I'm there. I'm there. If there's one thing I know how to do is how to piss off a whole bunch of people. Mississippi so. is not too far from, from Dallas. So I can. Yeah, it's so it. funny. So you asked about like meeting people in the fantasy community. I don't yeah, know what yeah, yeah. is going on with Boston. There's no one here. Like I'm the only fantasy analyst I know from this area. Me and, tra- me and trash sandwiches. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like I know. I'd have to like go research. Maybe I'll make you a list if I can find some. Like I'd love to go out to lunch with some of them if yeah. I know them. Like I oh, mean, I want to like... do that too around here, and I just never get around to it because like we're all outside of Dallas, so it's like yeah. And I keep joining these sites that like everyone like IBT. Like everyone's from the Midwest at IBT. Like mm-hmm. me and uh, Ariel are from New England, and that's it. Like and then the rest of them are like these like Wisconsin like Indiana, like, which makes sense because they love NASCAR. And I'm like, we don't care about NASCAR. <laughs> here. 
NASCAR event. I, yeah, I did see a, a lot of the NASCAR content with IBT coming out. They love it. They love it. I don't even understand NASCAR, and I'm not even here to knock IBT stuff because I love them. Yeah. But like, I'm like, this this is the most boring sport on the planet. Everyone's just turning left at like a high speed, and it's only exciting when someone turns right. And that's a terrible thing to wish upon people because I'm like, where's the like, where's the wreck? It's like watching hockey and waiting for a fight. You know, like that's what I watch it for. Because I can't watch hockey either. I don't yeah, like well, hockey is one of those that I have to watch in person. So maybe it's the same thing with cars whizzing by me. I don't know. I can't imagine that's. I'm like, I just go go on the highway. Like, <laughs> like why is this different? <laughs> go on the highway. Let's go, Toyota. Right. Like, Let's go. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's just like oh, and they made a circle, and they're gonna do that, and then the Daytona 500 happens, and they're well, like they're gonna do this yeah. 280 times or something crazy like that. And I'm like, what do you mean 280 times I'm going to watch them go around in a circle like this? Every now and then I'll be like, I'll catch myself watching it. I'll be like hungover. And that's like my like, I'm awake, but I kind of want to be asleep. Kind of. You'll never catch me <laughs> watching NASCAR, especially yeah. if I'm like hungover, which is rare. But like, especially like, if I'm hungover. Just hearing like, <laughs> I'm like, Ugh! like, oh uh, God, it's in, it's in, like, it's just gonna, not for me. Just, just mute it. And then you'll just have, you don't have need to see cars just driving around. It'll kind of put you to sleep. You'll be all right. Yeah. That, that's what it'll do. Like, yeah, maybe I'll just throw it on mute. Like, oh, I, like, yeah, that's another thing that I need is I need TV to sleep. Mm. Um, Maybe that's where a lot of my weird stuff comes from. Cause I put on weird shows to fall asleep to like Bob's burgers. That's a show I haven't seen. It's hilarious and it's absurd. So people will know that my <laughs> that my TV watching taste is all because my wife wants to watch it. I am uh, that person who just like eh, when you're out of town, I'll watch what I want to watch. But I have seen people dress up as Bob's Burgers characters for Halloween. Oh, I love it. I would so. I would love to dress as like bob for halloween but i refuse to have a mustache like just a mustache like i refuse no mustache huh i will not do it i will not do it have so you ever had a mustache no i never went through my mustache era and i never will it's like have you I've, ever like tried to use some sort of filter to see what you would look like with just a mustache no, no. because it would be bad it, <laughs> it, it, it could only go bad like i don't know like are, are you so are you a beard beard guy oh Bearded. This is always, always bearded. I'm always like this. I'm always, you know, nothing crazy long, just kind of like trimmed back. I don't have the face for clean shave, and I'm not that cute. So, no, uh, you, uh, the beard looks good, and and nobody can actually see this because this is an audio podcast. But yeah, um, beards. I'm always like, yeah, because I used to, I used to. Here we go with me telling stories about dating guys. But I used to date a guy who I didn't realize I was this person, but when he shaved, I was like who the hell are you and why am I dating you? Yeah, no, I think, I, I think if <laughs> I shaved, if I, if I went clean shaven, I haven't been clean shaven since I was probably 22. Um, and when I would go clean shaven, like I was probably in my mid twenties, actually, I was working as an EMT and I got carded to go to an R-rated movie. Whoa. So like, <laughs> like, I'm like, this is insane. I'm not doing this. And like, I don't know. I never yeah. lost the baby fat off my face. Like my cheeks never like thinned out. Yeah. So, I like need the beard to give me some sort of definition. So it, it, it's a, it's better for everybody involved. If I just keep it, it's a, it's a public service I provide. Well, I mean, I, I did one of those uh, filters where it gave me a beard and, and I did look just like my ex boy, like, just like, like it was, he was like, what the hell are you? Cause I posted it on Facebook. I'm like, 
where the old people hang out. And I'm like, look at this. <laughs> and everybody's like, wow, you look like your ex-boyfriend. I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> what the no, hell? That's, I, that's... I would be a hideous man. I'm like, nah, I'm good. So, okay. What do you like to do in your free time? What do you do when you're not working? You're not putting out content. You're just, you got some time and you get to uh... do what you like to do. If I'm not hanging out with my family or friends, I am creating something. I am writing, uh, working on a novel. I um, create, gra uh, like to make graphics in my free time. I am working on music. I make music and record music. Um, it's always about creativity. And then I play like video games here or there. And I go to the movies and watch TV and I read. I read a lot. Um, I'm a big time reader. I think I've read like 80 books this year. Wow. So yeah like i it, it <laughs> it's a real thing like i've always been that i was like that kid in school that was kind of i always got in trouble which is a weird thing to get in trouble for for reading in class uh it was the only thing i did that was like it is a really, weird thing to get like, in trouble for because then otherwise like i was in trouble for other things and i'm like why won't you just leave me alone and let me do my thing like if i'm like let me tell you this if everybody in this classroom was doing exactly what i'm doing right now like you'd have no problems but because i'm the only one doing it it's like an issue I feel uh, it works sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm a reader. I like disappearing into creative stuff. I love reading people's creativity. I love being creative. Uh, and then I get tattoos and I do all yeah, that I stuff. Ask you about those. Yeah, I'm like always like I'm on the hunt for something. I'm dying my I dye my hair. Like I oh, it's I just, good. Thanks. This is actually I wish it was prettier. I'm glad this is a, not a uh, like a visual podcast because I'm in the middle of like growing it out and so it's at that awkward stage i can't do anything with and i haven't dyed it in like a month so uh i don't I miss the days of dyeing my hair i used to dye my hair black and i was like black see i don't go black because like Ooh, the i had like a good five so years dark. there or whatever like, six look how, seven look how dark my hair is like all the time like so i'm like i went bleach blonde like i was platinum platinum blonde oh man ago. boy band oh yeah like draco malfoy like full-on draco malfoy <laughs> wow. it was amazing my hairdresser just like so much love to her she's amazing that's dope okay i i'm getting the picture right now <laughs> but... it's, uh, it's i i'm kind of like a i love to do as many different things as i can that just let me be me and right exist on. and be indi an individual so and that's why IBT, I think, is so dope because I guess I'm on this IBT kick where I've had guests on recently that I have been on because I really like their personalities. So that's just something about, you know, how you guys are able to be yourselves. And I really like that. What is that the only thing you're doing right now or what else do you have that you do? So I actually work with um I'm with IBT and I'm also with the High Point Creator Network. Um, so you've seen if you've seen it out there uh either positively or negatively because we got a little kickback uh early on but uh, i'm working with des and luke sawhook and um doing that and it's been so much fun and so exciting like to try to help this part grow too because mm -hmm. while i focus on entertainment and social media stuff for ibt i get to scratch my fantasy football itch with high point and again, talk about a supportive group of people. Like we were all these random people kind of brought together to do this thing. And even like, you know, even Des, like I, I got to give some love to Des Bryant. Like he's in the interactions we've had, we were on a group call. He jumped on, he was friendly and 
engaging. And I heard he was like that at the expo this year. Definitely. Like just so 100%. kind and so welcoming. And he really believes in the vision that he has for this and the vision that the team is building. And to be a part of that is such an honor for someone like, and that's how I feel about IBT too. Like Seth is trying so hard to make this dream of his a reality. It's so awesome to see. I, I feel I'm so jealous of like people when I was that age, what was I doing? And now I'm looking at, not jealous, but I'm like, why? I didn't know that was a thing you would be able to do. Well, yeah. I mean, it just, it wasn't though. Like at the it time, wasn't. it wasn't. And, and so and now like, I'm like, man, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> yeah. And I just like for him to have, like, we kind of connected through the pros with Joe's mm-hmm. uh, charity league. And that's been an honor that I've been a part of for a few years now too. Yeah. Um, always raising money for like the Trevor project. Got to give them love too mm-hmm. uh but you know i talked to seth and then i kind of found out that he did ibt and i was like man this kid this kid's got like i call him a kid he's like four years younger than me but like well, I can he's call got him a kid. He's like a kid. he's got this energy about him like I, I, you've talked to seth and he's just yeah it, he's he, super you can tell he's so, so in love with fantasy football and so in love with people telling their stories you can tell, and he—he oh, he only wants the best for people. I feel and like he's, he's like so a little talent scout. Sweet, like he is. He's <laughs> so sweet. He's like this little ray of sunshine, and like it's so funny because I kind of give him—I kind of give him a hard time. We were actually on a video call tonight. I gave him a hard time because I'm like, he's like, oh yeah, like he likes the graphics to kind of mimic the site, and it's always bright and colorful and earth tones. And yeah, I have noticed. I'm like, I feel like this okay. reflects you quite a bit because um, <laughs> the graphics I usually do are like grungy and like rock and roll and he's very pop oh, rock and like, kids. yeah let's and i'm go. like yeah like let's make it like loud and graffiti and paint smears and oh uh, yeah the aesthetic that i'm into yeah oh go. yeah like i it's so funny because like uh, he's just so he's so sweet like he really is he's like the nice guy and he's got an eye for like assembling people because he's assembled this team that i'm like how did you do this like how did right? you do this like, how did you, how are you so right on, how are you hitting on this every time, you know? And, but now the culture's there, right? He's laid yeah. out this culture and made this culture that you have to buy into. Like, you got to yeah. be a part of the team. And yeah. it's just amazing. I, I I can't give enough love to him. I can't give enough love to the IBT team, the High Point Creator Network team, Des, Luke, all my other creators, uh, the pros with Joe stuff, all the people I've met through this. Right. It's you. So awesome. I mean, look at the look at the platform you've given people on it, this show. I love it so much. I love I love 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 like I wish I was better at actually scheduling people. I'm so bad. You know that I'm so bad. You saw I was so annoying. I felt so bad. I'm no, like, I need to feel get on annoying. This show. I'm one of those people that like I feel like I, I need to tell people like I'm gonna get back to you by this time and then I don't do it. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry, life happens and I went through some Seth was one of the people I talked to. I was going through some stuff and I was trying to figure out like, what do I want to do with my life? And, you know, I'm talking to this kid in his twenties and I'm almost 40, but like, it's nice to get a nice, you know, talking to my dad about like careers and. Oh my God. Yeah. Like sometimes (laughs) you can't talk to your parents. Like this is going to be the part of the podcast. Like if you're, if you have a good relationship with your parents or a bad relationship with your parents, please don't listen to this part of the podcast too seriously. But like, sometimes you can't talk to your parents about shit. Like Mm -hmm. they, they, because they want what's best for you so bad right. that they're like, oh my gosh, the yes. safest path is the best path. And sometimes you just can't be safe. Sometimes you just got to close your eyes I've and leap. And been trained, it, embedded in my brain my entire life, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a part of like the generation you and I kind of came from. Like yeah. millennials, we were really drilled on the safe. Yeah, safe. And like, play I, safe. I've played it safe for so long and now I'm like, ooh, late 30s is the time to start trying to mix it up a little bit. Well, why not? <laughs> like it, it, there's no bad time, right? Like it's no. not... It's not well, a, it's too short. I've, I've seen so many people pass away recently that haven't gotten to accomplish all the things that they want to do. And I'm like, I want to do more of the things that make me happy and less of the stuff that makes me just feel gross. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> it's not even about accomplishing it. It's about trying. Yeah. Like right. I can, I can live if I fall short, I can live with that. I can't live with the fact that I didn't try though. Right. I mm, feel that. Like that's, that's where I'm at in my life. So like, yeah, maybe my book will never get published. Maybe it'll never get picked up. That's okay. Right. At least I'm sitting down every day and writing it. Yeah. You know, like that's what I have to do. Otherwise, like, what am I doing? Like, it's just going to drive me crazy. Yeah. You need fulfillment in your life. You need something that makes you feel good. And that's, you know, when you find something that makes you feel good, you want to keep doing it. And also everybody tell Des to come on this show. <laughs> hey, listen. I'll reach out. I'll send. I'll send the. I'll send up the bat signal. I'm just saying, if you want uh, to come talk, he, he can use this as a platform. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, I'm I'll definitely cool throw it. Up. I'll throw it out there. Cowboys fan, that's what's up. Yeah, you can't see it, but I got it. It's Cowboys. Um, I'll, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Luke has a better line than I do. But I'll I know definitely. I'm trying to get Luke on here too. I'll talk to Luke uh, for sure about that. Yeah, he, not- you should have him on here if you're a Cowboys fan. You should definitely have Des on here. Yeah. Um, and my dad was like, you should have given one of your flyers at the expo. I was like, stop it. You should have. Like, <laughs> what's the worst it. that he could do? Like throw it away? Throw it I away. mean, make a favorite airplane and throw it back at me. That'd be kind yeah, of, cool. well, at least you tried. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. like it's that whole idea. Well, I um, mean, <laughs> no, but you know, it's, I've been actually talking to Luke cause I want to get him on here. Right. I'm just so bad. Like, I wish I had more time in the day to like talk to people and interview them and stuff, but I'm like, okay, it's 10 o'clock time for me to go to bed. And also I need to eat dinner. And also my wife, you know, just got off work and I need to be downstairs. And I have the fun chores that we were talking about all the chores, like all so chores. all the chores. They, they never end. Um, I've actually just stopped buying food. Uh, I eat out for every meal at this point. Cause I'm uh, like, Hey, groceries are too expensive. I hate grocery shopping. Yeah. The bane of my existence is grocery shopping. It's not like, fun. I hate it, but you know what? This is actually kind of funny. I take for like second or third dates. I'll take people to grocery stores. Really? Cause if you can have, if I can have fun with you mm-hmm. at the grocery store, at the grocery store, then I think we have something. I get that. I totally get that. I always say that with my wife when we go to Walmart that we're like, oh, remember this was like one of our first dates because we'd go in there and just be stupid. It was yeah. Fun. I told my ex-boyfriend I loved him when I drove him to the airport. That was the first time we ever said that I love you to each other. Was that absolutely annoying task that I had. Oh, yeah. It is annoying. Um, he said it first, but still, like I, I had meant to say it and he just yeah. gave it a punch. Which was also annoying, by the way, because then it. I then was you're like. like I'm like, I meant to say it. I meant to say it. Look. I'm like, I want to say it. Like... Okay. So I'm going to circle back to that actually, because like, it would be weird to skip over. I say weird because like, as a person in this community who isn't your normal straight human being, somebody that loves somebody that is, you know, also a woman, I'm like, being on the internet, like I, I really haven't had any negative interactions 
with people. I've had maybe a couple, but it's more because I'm a woman and not because of who I choose to, yeah. you know, and even when Matthew Barry was on here, he asked me about that. He was like, let me ask you a personal question. And he asked me about that. And, you know, I said, I really haven't had that many issues, but you did bring up about your first article and, you know, everything great gaining traction. What was that experience like? And then like, what were you seeing? And then how did the, the people that were, you know, supportive towards you, what was that like? Yeah. So it, it, it's been interesting. Um, and it's funny. I talk about like, kind of like the roller coaster that is social media Yeah. and, um, being when I, when I came out, like kind of on social media, it, it was met mostly with love, but it was met with a lot of unfollows. And that was basically what happened is that yeah. no one knew. Um, and then I posted about it and it, created this thing and then I responded and that blew up and then the elections came and I don't know if you like to get into the politics of the world on this podcast but it's just the reality is whatever whatever yeah. you want it's a you know whatever you it want was so weird um I had this platform and I was pretty you know growing pretty big uh and then the election came around and I I just felt like if I didn't use the platform I had to support my own community and people like me and children who were like me, who were afraid and so, so, so underrepresented and felt like they didn't have anybody in their corner. I'm like, I'm doing a disservice to like myself and the world. Um, and I'm not that popular, but I was like, if I can just one person, right? Like it has to happen. Um, and I refused to back off of it. And that kind of turned me, um, from this like hot commodity into like a poison apple for a while uh, because I got political, which is like, you don't get political on social media, right? Like if you want to like, you kind of have to appease everybody. (laughs) But I I knew it was going to come with backlash and I knew I wasn't going to be that popular afterwards. But like, it makes me sad that you've experienced the hate that you've experienced for just being a woman. Cause it, like being, like being gay, there's nothing you can do about that. You know what I mean? You didn't ask for that. Like, and people who are homophobic, I think to me are like the dumbest human beings on the planet because <laughs> like, really like how much work did you put into being straight? I guarantee I put a lot more work into being straight than any straight person on the planet. I tried so much harder to be straight than any straight person has ever tried to be straight. If it was a choice, let me tell you, I would have chose to be straight because I don't, I didn't ask for what happened, but now that I can own who I am, now that I'm out and I am who I am and I'm very, very, very okay with who I am. Like, I don't sit here and say, I'm proud to be like, you know what? I, I am very happy with who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I get to say that, like, I will never go back and I wouldn't go back if I could now um because this is me this is my life uh and being able to love who I want openly has been so much a game changer I was 28 years old when I came out I mean it's only been I just posted about it like two years like my coming out day was two years ago on like the sixth of this month um so maybe part of the reason I don't feel 30 is because like, it's like a 
rebirth almost. You know what I mean? Like it's like a second mm-hmm. birthday. Uh, I don't have to hide. I don't have to lie. I don't have to worry about who I'm seeing or what I'm doing or what music I'm listening to. And that's the thing that people don't understand. When you're hiding who you are, there's so many aspects of hiding. Like I wouldn't listen to certain music because I'm like, that's considered like gay music. Now, if you're straight, you can kind of just say, I don't care. But when you're so afraid of being found out, you won't do that. Like I love Celine Dion. Shout out Celine Dion. I love her. I love Cher. I love Lady Gaga. Right. Like, but I would never, ever, ever listen to them. Not even in my own car, on my own by myself, because I was so afraid of people finding out. And it wasn't that I was like ashamed of it. It was that I was afraid of how people would react to it. Yeah. And like, what kind of person would I be if I just let people sit with that and not stand up and say, hey, who you are is okay. Like, you are more than enough for this world. And frankly, you don't have to be enough for anybody. Be you. And that's good. Mm-hmm. Be you. And really, yeah, it's, it's like my situation. I don't know. There, it, I also, it was like, thir- I was like 32 or whatever. When like, I guess we were talking about like the easy path, right? Has always been instilled, instilled in me is like, take the easy way, do the easy things, yeah. get, you know, and then life will be at least you'll coast through at least, you know, you, you maybe you have to work a job you don't want to work, or maybe you have to date a person you don't want to date, but yeah, in the long run, but that doesn't, that's not how it has to be. And it, it, once you figure that out, like once you figure out who you are, not just like who you've been told to be, it's like, Ooh, like you it's said, it's just changer. like, it is. It is. And so that, and that goes for anything. Like if you feel like you need to go to therapy and then you finally go and yeah, that's a go game, to therapy. you know, that's like, woo. Like, you know, let like, me tell you right now, men who go to therapy are fucking hot. Like that's hot. <laughs> like that's sexy. We're too. finding that's, out a lot that go to therapy and still art. If you steal art and go to therapy, yo, steal you're art, a, you're a 10 to- all day long. I don't even have to look at you. I don't even have to look at your face. You're a 10. Anything else is gravy. Like it, it's just, and it's so funny because sometimes I do things like I dye my hair or whatever, right? And people are like, wouldn't it just be easier if you didn't do those things? And I'm like, easier for who? You? Like, is that what, like, yeah. who is that easier for? It's not easier for me. <laughs> it's not easier for me to have to hide it. Yeah. Like, so again, I say this because um, my dad kind of said this as, a, as I was growing up and as my brother was growing up. It was always just like, be you, be you, be you. Um, and coming out wasn't easy. Coming out's not easy, but you know what? Like it's a lot easier than hiding who you are. At least it was for me. Like after you're out, you're out. There's no more hiding. There's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just have to take a, like a fucking approach. Like it, it, it just is what it is. Be yourself. Cause again, you, you have a story to tell. Everyone does. Now, some people, their stories are not great. Like your Ted Bundy, which makes for excellent TV, but at the time just doesn't feel like the story <laughs> that needs to be told. But like, there's a lot of beautiful stories out there and this podcast is a really great way to hear so many amazing ones um and you and that's my favorite thing is like i have it tattooed on my arm in here this this little quote down here it says enjoy the music of what happens and i got that quote because i read it in a book and what it means is that life is made up of just like a symphony made up of things that are really beautiful and things that are really not like no one wants to listen to the trombone I for hours on it. 
Uh, well, Casey, I gotta tell you, you played the most annoying <laughs> instrument on earth. I mean, I didn't continue playing it. You I know, played like, it for a while. Like, and then... boom, 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 boom. like it's just not as pretty as the piano, right? Like the piano is a gorgeous. I mean, instrument. the trombone's more. Yeah, that, that I'm sorry. Yeah, I was thinking of a tuba. <laughs> tuba. Okay. So yeah. It could be worse. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's just like a big annoying instrument, right? Or like the triangle. Yeah, but when paired with the piano and the trumpets and all those things that are good, bad, ugly, they're fine, they're not great, all on their own, combined they make a symphony. And life is a lot like that to me. There are really good things that happen to you. There are really bad things that happen to you. There are some good, there's some bad, there's some indifferent. But put together, that's the music of your life and it creates the symphony that your life is. So you get to enjoy the music. You have to, you have to enjoy the music. That is very brilliant advice and awesome that you have that tattooed on you. Like I'm, I am a person who's like, I can't trust you unless you have one like inspirational, like meaningful quote tattooed on you. Sorry. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I do. So I was like, you know, yeah, you heard like, it here. You have to get whatever you, have to you get live whatever. on your mantra. You have to. Sorry. Or, I love I, mean, I love quotes and I love lyric like lyrics are like lyrics. that a lot for me like going back to Hamilton and I know it was Aaron Burr who said it but like I am inimitable I am an original like what a beautiful sentiment that is like, beautiful look at that and that's a beautiful and you know what I love the fact that we're winding down here and we could actually end on like a really positive note I'm always like oh no I don't want to end on something like too yeah but this is nice and nice and and a quote to live by so i like that a lot maybe yeah. that would be the title of the podcast if i did enjoy the music of what happens that's the whole key that's enjoy. that's how i smile every day and it keeps me going that's I awesome love it. love it i love it well okay steve thank you so much for coming on the podcast like this has been such a fun conversation and i'm glad i got to know you for real oh, thank you so much this has been such an honor truly to be on this well, thank you again. I just want you to go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you and then where all your work and content can be found. Sure. So if you want to follow me on Twitter or X as it is now, it's um, at Steve underscore Lawson 93. Uh, you'll find me over at High Point Creator Network. You'll find me at IBT Media. Um, in between media is what IBT stands for. Um, and honestly, follow me. If you have fantasy questions. My inbox is open to you. Um, I will get to them. I love interacting with people and I love hearing from everyone. Like I just love seeing it. So yeah. Um, I'm so, so grateful that you brought me on. Let, let me come on this podcast and let me have, you know, your time. It's been so much fun. Thank you again. Like for, for sure. Come on. And don't worry about wasting my time or taking up my time. You're not. I really enjoyed this. It's been a highlight of my day and I appreciate you coming on. So everybody, please go check out Steve's work and go follow Steve. Please, please, please. Also make sure you come back next week for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem and remember to stay rad. Get real, everybody.